0: Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2,
1: Welcome everybody back to the Talking Gaming and Tech podcast where we're going to bring you a load of topics. Including peripheral companies making gum now. Yes, you heard that right. We're getting get into that story, along with a whole another Zelda that's going to be coming out that was just announced a couple of days out of the blue. A solar powered, I guess you say, Game Boy, which is interesting. And of course, the big topic that's going to take over a huge portion of the gaming is the continuation of the Council Wars and what is happening with that along with we have an official date now that was announced only a few hours ago by AMD about the keynote for Ryzen 3 and Big Navi in October. So before we get into all these fun gaming topics, what the heck has everybody been doing? What have we what's been going on since last week?
2: Um so let me just share our podcast out since so yeah. Okay, well, there we go. Anyway, what um, have you been doing? Um <laughs> Uh, other than maybe dying. <laughs> um, I've been getting bent over backwards by insurance as I get my um, uh, CPAP machine set up and ready to go. That should be coming in soon. Oh, so you are getting um, one? Yeah. I'm only paying 45 bucks a month for 10 months. So plus like an initial payment. So it's going to be like 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. but I have a payment plan. But what pisses me off is that they're like, oh, yeah, insurance is going to cover the rest. So I did the math, and I'm like, so my insurance is covering $12 when I get done paying mm-hmm. off everything? Wonderful. Yeah, thanks. Good job, insurance. Why don't you blow me? <laughs> and it's because they think everybody's retarded, I have to sit down for a video consultation on Monday so they can explain how to use this thing as if I can't look on YouTube or read instructions. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So there's that. Also, um, they they control it, too. What do you mean
3: they control it? They can control the CPAP machine or monitor it from from where
2: you are. Yeah, I'll be I'll be looking into having Nate Tech built disable. It. <laughs> That'll be easy.
1: I'm sure that's easy to disable.
2: I, I'm sorry, but you are not controlling any of my life in my hands. Right? <laughs> um anyway, other than that. See. Um been playing some games. Basically, I've been laying on uh like on my floor. Because I can't really sit in my chair for too long when I'm making my ankles start to swell up. Which is just a whole issue. So I've been chilling watching old Critical Role episodes. And I started playing Arc Rise Fantasia again. Because I wanted to beat it and I never did. Other than that. Oh and I bought Wasteland 3. Pretty good game. But I can't play it. Because I can't play it on my TV with a goddamn controller. And I can't sit in my chair right now.
1: What the hell is that? Continue. Matthew. Um, oh sounds like your posture actually. But that's point. Well
2: it doesn't it, explain well, it why did, his legs are blowing up. No, well, I have posture
1: says lefty-left
2: There are two <laughs> issues. It could be something related to my heart, or it could be, as my mom's heart doctor told her today, it might have something to do with my sleep apnea too. Sleep apnea well, can cause that because yes. it's stress to your heart, which yes. leads to that. Yes. So we'll see. Anyway, move on. All
1: right. Bazinga.
2: Well,
3: I stopped breathing twice more than he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, there was a lot of uh, games on sale at work uh, at, at the store.
1: Yes, there was. I bought up like five of them.
3: Uh, yeah, I bought <laughs> a handful of them. Nothing you guys like. I got uh, a basketball game, 2K19, WWE 2K19, and FIFA 18 for a freaking dollar. And then I got control like I said. I got Burnout Paradise Remastered for 5 bucks, A Way Out for 11, Wolfenstein 2 for 5 and no that's the other one. Call of Duty Infinite for 5.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I want to the, spend some the money. two I the two I really got that I wanted the I well I bought like five or six but the two which i will mention are Bloodborne and Nino Kuni 2, both for like 5 bucks. Wow.
2: It took you that long to buy Nino Kuni 2, you piece of crap. <laughs> so yeah. Have you played Nino Kuni one? Yeah. No No cookie what? Dude, mm-hmm. shut up. <laughs> Nino Kuni games are amazing. They're like Dude. studio Ghibli movies in video game form. No, I've, yeah, uh,
3: I've seen what they look like. I
2: they never got around for- to the
1: Nino Kuni two because everybody was saying they like ah, it's not half as great as the first one. It's like it's it's yeah. only semi worth playing.
2: That's not true. The story is excellent. The the game is too easy. That's the biggest problem with it. But the mm. story is excellent. And the world it, it is amazing. It's too bad we'll never get a third one because they made that movie and it bombed real hard.
1: Well, it doesn't mean you won't get a third one. Just
2: Well, if you think of the company that makes them games, they probably lost a ton of money on that
1: movie.
2: Mm. Let's see. Right, did I just get a thing from my test results?
1: <laughs> so, Here we go. anything, anyway. Obviously, I've been still playing like Warzone. No uh, solo. Um, was
3: it like not? That, have they fixed the vehicles yet?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That took like a day. Oh, right. They fixed that bug. Um, it was really strange. So that bug happened like it was a few nights ago. Out of blue, I load up a game. And I'm like, why is there no vehicles? And this was happened after like the night before. So loaded to the game, and it happened like two or three times to me. The game would start. It would be going fine. All of a sudden, there'd be a counter at the top of the screen and the game would lag out completely, completely lag out. And then as soon as the counter was down, all of a sudden the game just crashed, like the server crashed, not the not the game itself. Just you're kicked out of the game um, and it happened a few times. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And I remember looking on YouTube and there was a guy who made a YouTube video. That they, this whole thing is happening because after the last update, there was a glitch that was happening for people that took vehicles outside of the what do you call it, map zone. Uh, where it gives you that alert, bing, 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 like you're you're out of the area, like, like you're going to die. We're going to kill you off mm-hmm. if you don't get back to the area. Um, and what would happen if you were in a vehicle, it would glitch out. And after you were killed off out of the game, the whole server would lag out. Like for some reason, it affected everybody on the server, but only if you took a vehicle out of bounds. Um, that's the only way this glitch was happening.
2: Good old called that
1: So um obviously people went to twitter like right away that same night because people were like losing games left and right people on like they were streaming on twitch and stuff were getting pissed like and they immediately made a statement they were like um they're like we are we're working on it right now we're going to do a temporary fix but they didn't say what it was and i guess a few hours later because when i loaded the next day it was the few hours later is what they did it was just check out all the vehicles so like which couldn't happen until they figured out what was going on um and then they put the vehicles in a day later I've um, been playing, obviously, <laughs> back to playing PUBG. Um, I'm
2: having a blast, dude. Um, I'm having so much fun playing it again. So, uh, it, it's like hooking up with an ex girlfriend <laughs> and realize that the excitement's still there. The second I start playing and those bullets start flying, dude, blood starts pumping. <laughs> it's so, dude, no other game like that gets your blood going like when in COD, in cod when you start getting shot at you're just like oh fire being shot at or you win you're like cool we won but in pubg when when a fight breaks out you're immediately on like nine for your fucking tension mm. it's just the way that games works like maybe it's the sound of the bullets cracking by you and the way damage works but you just you immediately tense up
1: no i know it's just that the only thing that like i do i think pubg is still a good really good game um, but I do really see the clunkiness compared to like Call of Duty it's it's pretty severe
2: uh, um,
1: as far I'll as that goes the,
2: I'll take the clunk- clunkiness over ridiculous shit like vehicles floating on air basically and being gunned down by a, a freaking full automatic machine gun from 500 miles out within a quarter of a second <laughs> like that's shit Pissing me
3: off I am also trying to get game keys to uh blazing sales.
1: Yeah, they sent us an email for if we want keys. Yeah. Yes! So.
2: Yes! Oh, I said no, no, we don't want it at all. You say, okay, look, we have this <laughs> dick that that's on our podcast who has an obsession with battle royal games.
0: <laughs>
2: you have to give him a key. He has no scruples. He has no morals. He will basically call your game the second coming of Jesus, period.
1: <laughs> uh, anywho. So other than that, the one thing I have been doing is actually um, writing down each one of the episodes for the other podcasts I would want to do for a while. So if you want to know more details about that, you need to follow me on like, Twitter, which is ObserverQSite. On Twitter, so uh, that's gonna be very, very detailed. It's gonna be once it ramps up, once I actually, once we, once I actually do it, it's gonna be. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of research that goes into every episode, uh, but obviously, if you're in of that, i curious. Who you... So, okay, let's get into this first topic. So, Razor we I'm know them off with
2: the gum Ugh. so we
1: know them <laughs> as a company like i i, I like razer i like i do like razer as a company i like i'm not a huge fan of their peripherals but you like them uh like the black widow was one of my favorite keyboards for a long time um i'm not so much a fan of their mice or anything uh bazinga here is a like a big fan of like a lot of their stuff
2: yeah i'm mm. a fan of their 12 buttons
1: Yes, you're a fan of their Naga. Not line.
2: their peripherals or anything, but just their twelve buttons. Says one yeah. who has a Razer headphones. Like I said, fan of their twelve buttons. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um,
1: so, but that being said, like they're they're a peripheral company, right? And they're not like a super high end peripheral company. Um, they're kind of like for your average gamer peripheral company, like LG and mm-hmm. Corsair and Master Cool Master. Um, HyperX, they're just like these average guys that like most people buy, they're not high end and they're not low end. Screw um, you,
2: 12 buttons is high end.
1: Um, so, but now they have come out with a gum. And i I saw this article, I thought it was actually like an when I first saw it, I literally saw it was like being made, by... I thought the article was written by Onion or something
2: or April Fool's uh, joke. In yeah, well, that's what it How September. many buttons does their gum have?
1: So, uh, well, and it's actually. So anyway... 12? So, um, oh, 15.
2: 15. Sold. 15! <laughs> yeah. Sold! That's my new mouse! <laughs> so,
1: it's called Respawn, and it's called Mental Floss Reaction Time. Okay, so... <laughs> it's a
2: Terrible
1: it comes, name. <laughs> so it comes in uh, Pomegranate Watermelon, Cool Mint, and... Uh,
2: pomegranate?
1: One, pomegranate Watermelon. Ugh. Uh, a Tropical Punch, and Cool Mint. Okay, so it comes in these three flavors. Um, and then the it's weird because the box looks like that five gum, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, they made their box look like that. Obviously, they're trying to mark it off that. Um, so at first, I was making fun of it. I was like, okay, this is a little silly, just as bad as a socks." I still am. Um, so okay, so I'm gonna get into all the positives, and there's one big negative why I'm not buying this product at the end. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so one big positive is. So I'm sure a lot of people, like myself, like I talk to coworkers, like they it's natural for humans to crash in the middle of the day. Um, the reason why is because your brain starts producing those chemicals to actually make you go to sleep in the middle of the day. And the reason for this is because humans up till probably like, I don't know, like 4,000 or 6,000 years ago, however long it was. I'm not sure the exact date we slept at two different. We used to sleep at two, two times a day. We didn't sleep one. We slept two times a day
2: maybe you did but i was sleeping 30 or 40 times um
1: so and that's what our ancestors did the and that's a lot water. that's and that's where a lot of this comes from is why you get tired in the middle of the day because you evolved to actually sleep two times a day anyway
2: i i, I don't understand why we're getting so technical on some freaking gum dude so <laughs> so
1: it's the cold. reason why so the reason why i say that actually makes sense i was like okay this is just dumb and gimmick um, the reason why it actually doesn't have like the stupid crap, like all those weird artificial, like energy shit that energy drinks have in it. This actually has, uh, B6, B3, B12, uh, nice and, and green tea extract, which would actually work. So like I was saying, I was talking to a coworker and he actually said he takes B12 normally and that would, that would actually give you energy naturally. Um, unlike, you know, I mean, in, instead of supplement for caffeine or whatever else um it would actually do a better job so that I have to give them credit for this actually would actually wake you up as a gum um and it's actually it would be better for you taking this chewing this than grabbing like a five out of energy or shit like that because those are actually ba- pretty bad for you uh, but the main reason why I say I wouldn't I'm not buying this gum I would not buy it actually I was debating buying it is because they're still using aspartame as a sweetener
3: there so I'm looking at everything else it has in it mm-hmm. it's got aspartame it's got sucralose in it too so both and contains phenylalanine whatever the
2: fuck phenylalanine every,
3: every every <laughs> artificial sweetener you can think of yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah it's got but a bad there's effect. nothing
2: special about this gum but no but
1: those are all the but those are all the main things all gums have well yeah they all have those they all have those five things um they're sugar free but but as far as though like all the other shit like this would be better for you chewing this than drinking because that's the other thing. A lot of the energy drinks have that artificial crap in it too. All of them do along with a number of artificial like energy supplements, which are bad, wicked, bad for you and bad for your heart. Um, this actually has real vitamins that are actually would give you energy naturally. The negative side is you're getting all these other artificial sweeteners in it. Which... There's,
3: there's also a fourth flavor. It's actually this website says different stuff. It, no, so, I'm, there, so... I'm So it's actually uh, Five Gum makes it.
1: Oh, they do. Uh, They're actually making it. It says
3: Razor Respawn by Five. Okay, so they are making it. That's why I think they they have a little deal going on or something.
1: So yeah, on the official Razor website, it's Cool Mint, Pomegranate, Watermelon, and Tropical Punch. Mm -hmm. And right now, all you can do is order like a box of packs for you can order ten packs, one hundred fifty pieces for twenty seven dollars. And
3: Respawn is actually their, their title. $127?
2: $127? No, no $27. $27. <laughs> oh, sorry, $27. I was about to be like, wow, they really nailed it. Oh, 27 People just keep in mind, I'm the person that has Premium. to be critical of stupid stuff like this, because if I'm not, no one else will be. Well, Premium no, I gum. do. If,
1: but I do have to say if you're gonna chew any kind of gum, this would be the gum to choose. Like, I don't believe in drinking chewing any of the gum, but this actually has real nutritional value to it.
2: <laughs> and I have compared to, to most say... Gum. And from my point of view, I'd have to say we should not be talking about something so incredibly stupid, and that's just my point Um, of view on it. But they—they the
3: the respawn is the razor's brand of like energy drinks and stuff because they have like a tumbler and things like yeah, like uh, that other crap that. The gaming fuel shit
2: also, I expect we'll find out that it doesn't have any Nutritious value and it's actually bad No anymore.
1: they no, they list all the actual Yeah they values. list
2: it all but I expect you'll find out later That the shit's as bad for you as their energy drinks
1: Well no <laughs> they have to by law Like they can't like they can't when it comes to food You can't fake it and you can't That's lie about it That's not
2: exactly it. true I know in California they, they don't even have to put ingredients on shit
1: No California is actually worse um, The reason why we know that Actually both me and Sigma, like Because where we work uh we get all the regulations for food throughout, like, all the states, for all the different companies, like, all the different... And their regulations are way more strict than Rhode Island's. Yeah. Way more strict. Like, they have to produce, like, everything for you in California for what they're doing, how they're doing it, where they're doing it. Hell, cell phones even have to say how much radiation it puts out. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, they're
2: some ball. super anyway, strict hey, come on, let's get to a real story, dude. Uh, okay. I'm not trying to be so, mean here, but just because it's Razor doesn't make it, make it worthy for our type of show. Anyway. It's just gums.
1: So Call, of Duty, Black Ops, so Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Beta um, started like last week, I think it was. And today was the first day at one o'clock. People were allowed to show their footage and allow themselves live streaming it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to see gameplay footage of them actually playing the game. Um, there is a different like Ground War-esque kind of way of doing it where it's a lot more like you have to protect. It's called VIP, and you have to protect one person all the way through the map, and oh, get to the end.
2: The freaking uh, so
1: so that's what their ground war is in this game, um, which is interesting.
2: Not at and all. Some it's people love a... it. Some people
1: hate it. It's I don't really care seen for that the mode, mode a
2: thousand times. There's nothing interesting about it. That, that no, there's nothing interesting
1: about course. it. Um, so the big thing that Peel took a bite from it, they said it does feel a lot like. The first Black Ops game, they said, which their people are very happy for.
2: Oh shit! I don't have my keybind um, set right. I am so, so fucked. Sorry. Anyway, so
1: <laughs> so anyway, um, the one thing is they're really glad to see like it's a continuation. At least the storyline takes place. We know it takes place between Black Ops one and two, um, and it's a continuation of the Black Ops one story, and which is cool. It feels like Black Ops one because a lot of people say they kind of went in the, the wrong direction after Black Ops one. Um, so, a lot of people have about that. The only big negative they're at, they have all the like the wild cards, stuff like that, the perks that you can add to add more attachments. They added all that. But the one thing is people are saying they kind of went backwards since Modern Warfare. And the reason why is because they went like, for instance, in Modern Warfare, suppressors add damage to your weapons. All of them do, mm-hmm. um, which a suppressor would. Instead, they went backwards into old Call of Duty fashion and took damage away for adding for adding suppressors Um, because
3: you're actually extending the barrel.
1: Yeah, so they went backwards in that sense, Um, but they went forward in some ways. Like for instance, like some of the new modern like um, shooters, not like some of the bigger names. I'm pointing like Tarkov and some of the other ones that are coming out. They're not no longer having sniper glints. Um, So blackout. So this game doesn't have sniper glints.
2: Hmm. That's retarded.
1: Um, well, no, a lot of modern games are taking that away.
2: I don't uh, care for a lot of taking it away. It's still a good. That's well, no. one thing that actually is good. It it's like a penalty to being a sniper, which it it should doesn't... be since it's so easy to snipe and kill people in those games. Mm-hmm. There should be a penalty because of how easy it is to kill people with a sniper rifle in Call of Duty, and the glint is a good penalty. If they're doing this, they're doing this because their fan base is bitching about it, and that's just embarrassing.
1: Well, this is like the first time, like, well, since Black Ops, well, the only game they haven't was Black Ops One, where they didn't have sniper glints. That's the only game they haven't, um, and, that, and, they're, and, and they're bringing it back, which is cool. But they obviously, like I said, with the suppressor thing, like. I, if, I, I,
2: I never noticed... I didn't know it was in the other games. I only thought it was in Warzone. No, I only play just... Warzone, but the idea that you would remove something that kind of balances out the ridiculousness of snipers in that game...
1: But there's no sniper gun in PUBG.
2: stupid. What?
1: There's no sniper gun in PUBG. In,
2: in PUBG, you don't feel like you're at a huge disadvantage, dude. I have fought countless battles in PUBG where I just have to fight them with a, uh, an iron sight or move around the map and get close to them. Mm. In, Call, in Call of Duty... Someone finds you with a sniper rifle, you're dead. Period. It doesn't. They don't even have to hit you in the head to kill you in one to two shots. Hmm. They can hit you almost anywhere to freaking annihilate you. And you know I'm right because we do this all the time. You're always like, ah, oh, I took that guy down one hit. Did you hit him in the head? No. Mm-hmm. Like is the difference is in, no, just not in, pu- in PUBG. They have to hit you in the head to kill you in one hit. Okay. That's a huge difference. So no glint in that game doesn't bother me because if I get hit once, I can react to avoiding the rest. In Call of Duty, the glint is the only chance I have of avoiding a single shot kill from some of those guns. Because you don't see it coming until you hit once and die. And they can hit you in the foot. They can hit you in the leg. It don't matter where they hit you because it does so much damage, it kills you anyway.
1: No, I know, but they're trying to get more of a, ba- like a balance between realism though But like I said, they're going backwards in some sense
2: Well, the problem is They can't they can't c- complain that they want a balance in realism And not have actual realism If they're going to have a balance in realism Then even if you're using a sniper rifle If I shoot you with a rifle From 100 yards out in the chest I'm still putting you down in one bullet Okay, so if you're going to have realism The only difference between a sniper rifle and these other guns Should be the range at which they fire at you Yes because I could kill you in one rifle shot to the chest regardless and of the, the, the range only game, if I hit you. And the
1: only game actually doing it well, too. Uh, Tarkov is not as severe as the other one. So Tarkov is pretty realistic with their weapons. But the other one that's 100%, trying to be 100%, is Hell Let Loose.
2: Whatever the hell that stupid shit is. <laughs>
1: um, hell Let, it's a super popular actually game. It's actually, it's fairly, like, them and, I forget what the other one is. Um, they're both based in World War Two. Um, but they're, the thing is they're trying to make it's more of a they consider themselves a war simulator, and it, the one thing they did was make their weapons and stuff super realistic, like no matter what you're hitting somebody with, it's one to two shots, no matter what the gun.
2: Yeah, like, like I said I'm not calling um, for realism. I'm just saying if you're going to claim you're going back you're trying to get realistic, well then you you need to actually do realistic. You can't do it with just one type of gun because that's what you want to do. Well, like, I know. That's like, stupid.
1: Well, I know, and like I said, they're going backwards in some sense. But they did add tanks. They've added gunships. Uh, there's a few other things they've added in the maps.
3: Well, that's a uh, what Treyarch thing that they do. Treyarch is known for the vehicles in their just
1: regular regular multiplayer. Well, well, not this much. Like they're like they had modes where they would show up here and there. Um, like they had the tanks and what was it and. Call of Duty Three what the- had had vehicles all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the last time we saw them in the th- like. But I mean, like, if you watch them playing this multiplayer, the vehicles in this one actually remind me more of Battlefield. Hmm. The way they operate, they actually do. They remind me a lot more of Battlefield, just how they operate in general. Um, even compared to Modern Warfare, even the simple vehicles we had in Modern Warfare, I'm sure these really vehicles won't have any physics. <laughs> these vehicles actually seem like they operate a lot more like how Battlefield's vehicles operate. In the in the battlefield which is pretty crazy like it could be a step up and it's not running on um what the heck, uh the engine um the infinite the last infinite engine whatever it's called they call
2: infinite? it infinite
1: infinite infinite engine the aw whatever it's called call
2: they, of duty's new
1: engine is impotent no the no engine that they've been running on for years infinite. project impotence I, I think it's i think they call i think it's called yeah. the engine. um <laughs> But I guess they're running... I didn't see... They haven't revealed actually what engine they're running on, but they're not using that one for this one. Um,
2: I'm sorry, but I don't care what engine they're running on. It's just another Call of Duty.
1: um, And the one thing a lot of streamers point out, I noticed today, they all said the sound is way better than Modern War.
3: uh, I watched like like a minute of somebody playing, and they were like, the footsteps.
1: Yeah, Um, which shows... That means that, like, if it was an easy fix for Modern Warfare, I think they would have done it. But I think they screwed up so bad with that. No, it's, no, a, it's, a, it's a hardcore coding issue. They'd have to reprogram a big portion of the game, and they didn't want to do that, so they're just going to leave it.
2: No, no, it's not a hardcore coding issue. They didn't fix it because it wasn't on the agenda. You, if you understand how Activision works, they knew they had an issue, but it wasn't on the agenda over all the other stuff they do to make more money. <laughs> That's why they never fixed it. They just said, we'll get it next year and the next one. <clears throat> we need, the only things we are fixing is stuff that breaks the game or stuff that keeps us from making money. There's no way that thing should have been like that for a year. And it's got nothing. There's no way it's a hard-coded bug that they can't fix. I, I think it it's is. It's just not possible. It, it's literally not possible. Nate. They've had <laughs> updates when they've said they've ripped out and reworked the sound. It's not a, It's not an issue that they couldn't fix. They just didn't think it was important enough to fix.
1: No, I, th- I, th- I think it is because I know they have tried to fix it a bunch of times, but I think it was too severe of a problem where they had to. How they'd do have to you rip know they tried to, to fix to rip it? Out. they had They, they, their, they, their, they, their they their came experience. out
2: and said they tried to fix it.
1: Yeah, because there was that update the first time they said they're going to fix it. It didn't really work that well. Then there was a second update, which was a lot bigger of an update. And then they added that whole other sound mode in the options where you could change it to, which actually did fix it to a point, but not completely. No. Um, so I think they actually really tried, but I think it was too hard coded to actually really fix it without really ripping part part of the game.
2: Now, if anything, it was just something that they couldn't fix without costing a certain amount of money that Activision wouldn't let them use to do it.
1: Well, that's what I mean. It would cost a, hard, a lot of money for a hard-coded issue. They'd have to have to hire a team and everything else, which they didn't want to do.
2: Too bad. I'm not going to defend them for it. Like, it's their job to make their game work right, Nate. If they're, if they're too cheap to do it, then they shouldn't be defended. Like, we shouldn't be making excuses. I don't care what reason it is. Unless they came out and said, if we, had, if we fixed it, we would have had to reprogram the whole, program the whole game and delay it a year. Then I'd be like, okay, now I understand. They could have fixed this bug. They just refute. They just did not want to. It wasn't important enough to them to fix. And that pisses me off because it's very important to have that type of thing in your game, especially a battle royal game.
1: Oh, I agree with you. I just don't think they wanted to put that money up to fix it because it, it would cost them too much money to actually do it. Yeah.
2: So our response should be, should be well, I, we shouldn't be like, well, they had their reasons. should be like, yeah, they were just too goddamn cheap because they're a terrible company. And fixing the games for their players is not important to them. As long as it's not a not enough people, you know what I mean. Like if it was a server issue and like half their fan base was like, "This don't work, help us," then they'll do it. Hmm. But this was like only people who pay attention and listen to terrible rap music while they're playing would notice how bad the sound was, and only those people would be the ones complaining about it. So they just didn't care. And that's depressing. The game could have been way more fun to me if the sound had worked better. The amount of time you get see. stuck up on is ridiculous.
1: We will see. So the beta is actually available in October. The um, open beta, as long as you pre-order the game. So if you want to be part of the open beta, so pre-order the game and check it out in October. Um, we get on to this next one. So a battery-free Game Boy runs forever, powered by button pressing and solar. Energy. <laughs> this is pretty interesting.
2: And the new Razor Gun. Powered by the Razor Gun. <laughs> I was just trying to tie in that story into something important. Okay.
1: Anyway, Bazinga. Well Here's it's sure.
2: basically
3: a three 3D printed Game Boy that uses solar panels to keep it running. So you never have to, you know, recharge it or uh put new batteries in. It's uh the only problem is that screen is like it got it's gotta be like an inch. It's very small. Ugh,
2: I, could, I couldn't handle that.
3: But, Let me know when you, you get
2: know. to a, a Game Boy Advance and then I'll pick one up, dude. But it's, yeah, it says, hey, Nate, you're upside down. Uh,
3: <laughs> Handheld video game console allowing indefinite gameplay. Maybe appearance worse than nightmare.
2: Uh, yeah. No, that's Fortnite, people. <laughs> you oh. can watch up and says, I'm getting into Fortnite. You're like, shit, we got to send him to camp. <laughs> but, uh,
3: yeah it's it's pretty neat uh they uh it was a major conference where they put it together there's a little video here um but yeah the screen is it's it's like a smartwatch size screen
1: oh well, yeah yeah it's like <laughs> super, super
3: tiny because it has
1: to be powered by so they only have to use up so much energy that's why yeah
3: I'm um, i'm sure in time they can fix that so it's got a bigger screen
1: well, you would need more reactive solar panels.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, but I—I th- I don't even think it's in color. So, no, it's not. And I think it uses the. Uh, oops, I think it uses the. Uh, what do you call it? The cartridges. Like, how do you get the game into it?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it. I don't remember if it uses cartridges or not. It might not.
3: But, you know, if they can make this work in time, you know, they can do it with other things and you, they can make a new handheld that comes out that you don't have that has like like a rechargeable battery that just recharges itself when you're outside or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like The new switch multiple, that's coming out
1: <laughs> or multiple ways to charge it.
3: Yeah. Well, wow. it says when you push the buttons, it also charges. Yes just like the, some of the cars with, uh, with, a brake system. The brake system. Yeah. yeah. And the brake system. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. yeah. Finding new and innovative ways. And it's funny because a lot of these inventions have been around since like the early 1900s, but we haven't implemented them. Mm-hmm. So. All right.
3: But That was a small little thing I thought was pretty cool. All
1: right. So this next one was pretty big for me anyway. Um, uh, the reason why. Okay. So, we got, I was obviously, all of us are waiting for the bigger trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. So instead, we got a trailer to new Hyrule Warriors prequel, Zelda Breath of the Wild announced. So it's obviously Hyrule Warriors, the Age of Calamity. Um The difference with this one is that the main creator director um came to the makers of, because obviously it's a sub company that, well, they are owned by it's Kauai, um Tecmo, who makes the Hyrule, and they made Destiny Warriors and all those other games. So they're the ones who make I the Hyrule Warrior Warriors, games. my friend. They make they made all they made the other ones. So the difference is they came to them, the director came to these guys this time and said, "How about we make the next Hyrule Warriors an actual prequel to Breath of the Wild?" Um. So this the big difference with this one. This Hyrule Warriors is actually going to be canon.
2: And it's also the, in the style. Yeah, but the the is it, it going to? The,
1: the difference is like, is it like, going to
2: be good? Because that first one, it looks one was really not good. Trash. It
1: looks really. I like both of them. No, I'd that play.
2: first one was as bad as Dynasty Warriors has been for the last like ten years. But
1: it was just fun to be in a Zelda world, just going hack and slash. Like that's what I liked about doing it. That's I enjoyed it. I played it for hours.
2: Well, we know your taste.
1: Um. So. <laughs> anyway, so they, um, they got revealed this whole big thing with this. And it's like, has this. They have a new trailer, like the whole storyline we got in Breath of the Wild of what happened 100 years ago. It's a more in depth story in the trailer. And we're actually going to witness the events. And it's funny because it takes you through the events in the trailer slowly. Like, we see, we know Link started off as a knight of Hyrule and worked his way up the ranks, was known as like the one that like, couldn't believe his strength. Like, if you look at all the backstory, you get like, and if you go through Breath of the Wild and go through all the different side quests, you'll find out, like, he slowly went up these ranks as they were, like, super impressed with how strong he was as a soldier. And that's why he actually became, like, the the guard for the princess. Um, and you see him with the sword as part of the the knight's guard holding a regular broadsword. And then you see the calamity start happening where you, they get attacked by the moblins in the beginning. And it's you see the slow slowly progress through. And one of the things is interesting because you see um near, like, the I would say halfway through the trailer, you see the castle get hit by a laser beam. And you see Zelda and Link turn around. So that's right when then all of a sudden you see the pillars coming out of the ground. So the one thing that was not even disc- not even talked about in Breath of the Wild once, and the only place you see it is if you actually have the Hyrule Astoria, uh, Breath of the Wild edition, it actually tells you those pillars are actually made to spawn guardians. And then you actually see them spawning in in that trailer the way they were described in the hyrule like historia uh big encyclopedia book um which is kind of cool we actually got to see that in actual real time how these things are spawning into the world and then after that you see so if you ever played the Ballad of the champions like through the, the expansion so we know all four champions that were part of breathlit wild all got appointed by zelda and then they all, when the Calamity started really getting bad, they all went to their different uh, big, huge machines there um, and started actually fighting against the Calamity again. and the whole big thing that happened. Um, you see all four of them die. Very Not die, but like right before they're about to die. Because we know they all die fighting the Blights. So right before that trailer gets to the very end, you see all four of them getting their ass kicked by the Blights.
2: Wait, wait what are you talking um, about? Hold it. You don't that's some ratcon shit dude I've played that game a hundred times they all die separately in their in their creatures and they I don't know. technically they all
1: die they all die fighting
2: the blights No they all die in their robots dude
1: yes that's I know their tomb. yes because they're wait okay, so what happens is if you actually did the ballad, if you did the DLC for Breathwell so they all get to cuz we all the only part you see in the base game without the DLC is you know they leave to get to their robots and, you know, they die sometime after that. But they don't tell you what happens in between. So the Ballard tells you they actually get in there and actually fight for a while against the calamity that's happening. And then Ganon notices it and shoots off Malice to take over those machines as well. And that's when the Blight, the Ganon Blights are actually formed. Um, the Wind Blight, the Light Blight, and Fire Blight, they all get formed and take over the machines. And they, they do that by defeating the champions um and we see all four of them at the end of this trailer getting their ass kicked by the blights uh, so so we're going to see <laughs> them um so we're actually going to see that those events actually take place where they actually get defeated by the ganon blights which is really cool because we've there's such back so many little backstories through all the breath of the wild if you go through the and all dlc there's so, so many facts about what happened and it was like this horrific event like they were like these crazy warriors they were super powerful but in the end, they tried their best. They were defeating the armies. And all of a sudden, Ganon was like, wow, these guys are like wiping our armies out. He takes over the machines, and the Blights defeat the champions. And it was just like, cool. Oh. And then shortly after that is when Link gets defeated as well. And Zelda finally discovers her power and destroys uh, all those things in one shot. And then she goes to the castle and almost defeats Ganon. But all she can do is hold him steady in a stasis. Um, and that's the last thing we see is her casting your spell to put Ganon in a stasis until Link can wake up from his uh, regeneration. So I think it's gonna be really cool. We're gonna see all the events that we heard about in Breath of the Wild, in backstory, like, actually take place. The only thing that's not gonna be canon, um, and they're only doing this because of mechanic issues, there's, like, they want people to be able to use a lot of the mechanics from Breath of the Wild. That's the big reason why, like, some of the fight, like actual gameplay is not going to be canon because you see Link using bombs without the Sheikah Slate. Um, you see Zelda who actually has, because during this time period, she actually has a Sheikah Slate and you see her fighting with the Sheikah Slate and she's using the bombs. But we know from Breath of the Wild storyline that sh- the bomb mechanics actually not developed until after the Calamity already happens. Um, so, a lot of those mechanics were developed in between. So And one thing I'm really going to be excited for to see though, is that you see a really snippet, short clip of when Link's a soldier and he's sparring with Rivali, um, and we know those two have a rivalry of who's the better warrior because Rivali's always so cocky, like of he's the better warrior to Link if you like followed all the stuff and you we see a small bit of them sparring, uh, which is going to be pretty cool. So I'm excited to actually get that to play that game and actually learn the full backstory which is kind of crazy because now breath of the wild is actually going to be a trilogy game
2: no it's not this has not. no this is this is just can't a canon jump just enough so that they can make a, a this game connect and sell it's still just two games
1: um and what's this- really cool they also showed that you're actually going to be able to explore a good portion of the map without it destroyed like without all the you'll see castle town and all these things and you see a lot already in the screenshots, all these areas. And people are doing comparison screenshots of areas that were destroyed now actually completely built up and actually in their glory from 100 years ago. So it's going to be pretty cool. I can't wait to play it because it's like I've delved so much into the backstory of Breath of the Wild and I've played through it so many times. Like it's, I can't wait to actually play that game and actually be see that world the way it actually was, and not just through Lure.
3: Yeah, but you're not really going to be able to
2: explore it in that game.
1: You'll be able to explore areas that you're in, like where the battles are taking place. Like every battle is rough.
2: going to play out like other yeah. Dynasty Warrior games. Yeah, it's going to be in so every area. there areas. won't be any real exploration. And other than graphics, there won't be much crossover. Um, Mark my words. They said they say this every time. They've done it with Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest Heroes. Every, the sequel to that game... They tried to make you, they were like, no, no, it's going to feel like it's Dragon Quest. It's going to be one episode of Dragon Quest. They you pick the game up, and it's like, oh, no, it's just, it's a poor man's Dragon Quest.
1: Yeah, but, no, but the fact is, like, like I don't know if you watched the presentation to this. Nate, or like... I
2: get the presentation, but the company making it doesn't make good games. So all this shit they're telling you doesn't change that fact. You are excited about it, and that's fine. But they always overhype their games. When they talked about their new Dynasty Warriors open world game, and you do get that shit, and it it was terrible, it was worse than half the Dynasty Warrior games, and the Dynasty Warrior games are terrible. Mm. Like these guys don't make good games, so all the hype they're giving you, fifty percent of that will be delivered. But you like the game, so you'll be happy with it.
1: Well, no, I I'm mostly excited because I want to I want more lure to this. I want to see what happens. So, and that's what I want. And that's what I want. I want more, more like, fish, okay? I, I want more details about what happened 100 years ago, and this is going to give it.
2: No, what, what I'm telling you is that what they'll give you will be will feel like bad fanfic because they're writing it, and they are a bad company. And you're going to come out going, man, I can't wait for of the Wild 2 so I can get real background and real information versus this average fanfic crap. I don't Do, know.
1: I don't think a new one would have trusted them with it if he wasn't like sure. Like,
2: you're right. You're right. Nintendo wouldn't trust the company to make a game for him.
1: Well, no. The reason why is because they obviously they didn't care about the other ones because the other ones were kind of like a mishmash of like Zelda games pushed all into one. Like it, here, just have fun with it. We're just gonna have it's a fun. No, game it's because they fight.
2: know if they if they put if they drop that bait just a little bit, people will, like you will go eat shit for it because <laughs> their fans are like that, and it's that's just how Zelda fans are and Mario fans are. Like you're gonna you're losing your mind because they dropped that bait just enough. But it will it will just be a bad Dynasty Warriors game, which will be fun because it's got the Zelda stuff in it. But
1: like I said, like I don't like the other ones I thought were just okay. I wouldn't I wasn't like super excited about the other uh, Hyrule Warriors. They were fun games. This really fun to play. But this I'm super excited because we get actually more lore from the actual canon storyline. They
3: they had more than one Hyrule Warriors? Yeah, they've oh, had two. It was two. was just a
2: re, re, remaster. That, that Yeah, makes okay.
1: it even it's worse. A rem- this- that other one was remastered, but it had like three times as much levels and everything else. So They're it was like a Literally
2: just churning them out,
3: dude.
1: <laughs> so. Nate, can you just give me your wallet?
2: <laughs>
1: oh, so I can't. Yeah, I can't dude, wait. Dude, I don't hate
2: Nate enough to use his wallet to buy shit. <laughs> I, I can't wait to play this game, though.
1: Anyway, let's get into the big story here. So we got three that are all encompassing into the same topic, same storyline, same thing that's going on, the council wars. So
2: well, it's not all, really a council war.
1: So an all digital Xbox series S comes out on November 10th. Um, we also got the official Xbox arrives on November 10th for $500. Um, and we have big Navi announcement um, on the 28th of October mm-hmm. and Ryzen three on October eighth. Um and we know we're pretty sure we're not positive hundred percent because we don't know we don't know what's on behind closed doors, but we know Big Navi is going to be part of Xbox. Um and we know from other developers aside from Xbox, um, people are like that are developing games and stuff already using Big Navi uh drivers and stuff. Um the NDA basically says you can't even show a pixel of our heart our, soft, our what our can hardware can do uh, until what our hardware can do, until we publicly announce it.
2: Can can we just cover like the the price thing and not the fantasy stuff? But it's
3: not fantasy.
2: No, I, I'm not talking about the support of Big Nabby.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Fine, I mean the fancy stuff of people actually believing that Microsoft went out of their way to show shitty looking games, so because they couldn't show their good looking games. I just don't think they should have showed it at all. They, uh, did, they the wouldn't have showed it at all. This is what they had for the next two years. Even if Navi's in that system, this is what they had launching until two years down the road. They've already told people. This is why I don't get with this argument. They've already said that the system, the games coming out for it, have to support the Xbox One X, the, the old system. Mm-hmm. So that means even if they have big Navi in it, you won't see any of that shit until two years from now. Because if they could put the big navy stuff you're talking about on the Xbox One X, why are they making a new system? They don't need it if they could put this big baller thing you guys are talking about on that old system. Like all this big navy stuff don't matter right now because because they can't do anything with it for two years.
1: So I'll tell you why I actually partially believe this three hundred dollar system will actually push fourteen forty P at one twenty frames.
2: It's already been debunked by devs on because my ten eighty 1080 can do it.
1: <laughs> well,
2: no. Okay, yes. Okay, so
1: we already saw the huge explosion when Nvidia revealed their new graphics cards. Okay, and we revealed like I already have my site somewhat set on like the ten, the the thirty thirty seventy, mm-hmm. uh, because of the price point. Five hundred bucks for a card that can outperform a like a 700 hundred dollar card. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is because they went to eight nanometers. And this allows for way more compact of a processor. You can push way more stuff in here for way cheaper. You're talking like cutting prices, like three fourths easily on production without even any trouble. You know I mean? That slashes like your prices for selling. Like you, you can sell to anybody now because you now have a processor that's gonna blow away anybody else when people are trying to still sell the last gen of 14 nanometers at like $1,700, when you have a car that's $400, that's gonna outperform it because of your production costs got like three times cut in half. And that's why I say if this actually has, this um, S series actually has Navi in it, because a lot of people are pretty sure that um, the big announcement for AMD is the same announcement um, with NVIDIA. The only difference is there, a lot of people have already leaked that AMD is going with seven nanometers. Obviously, NVIDIA went 8 nanometers. It's not that big of a difference. It's 1 nanometer. Um, but the fact is they're packing so much into that space. Um, they're actually going to be able to cut their costs just as much, which is going to allow for super high-end gaming at like a quarter of what it costs right now.
2: Are you done going down the wrong angle? <laughs> I literally okay. said nothing about that, Nate. I didn't say that this doesn't exist in the system. I said it means nothing for two years. Oh, I know, yeah. but and like... you just went on a tangent to try to deflect my argument <laughs> that I didn't make. Well, no,
1: this is the, actually, I should say, um, because Lovellar making the argument that it's too low a price point. Like, I think it's perfect. And if it can actually do that, this thing is going to dominate the market.
2: It's if not it going to act- dominate anything. What do you people... Are, are you talking about the PC? That's a different story. If you're talking about the Xbox S, which is what we're talking about, Then no,
1: no, Bazinga. What do you think? If it's actually hundred dollars and actually push fourteen forty p at one twenty frames.
3: Well, the one issue with the fourteen forty p is you have to have a fourteen forty p monitor. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to put fourteen forty p through a four k tv.
1: No, they won't be able to. But if you've noticed, a lot of actually game enthusiasts that actually have. like their little gaming setup will actually hook their xbox and stuff to the same monitor their computer is
3: yeah 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 yeah. i just don't, um, so, don't know so if a lot TVs of people are actually downscale
0: starting,
1: <laughs> a lot of people are starting to actually realize that i think with xbox and ps4 um they were starting to realize that halfway through like the count those consoles' lives that they're gonna get way better performance if they actually come up to a monitor
3: well yeah i can tell you i hooked the xbox 360 up through that uh the vga adapter and it looked great i don't know why oh, yeah. but it looked fantastic a lot better uh-huh. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just for three hundred bucks, it's a, it's a good deal if it does what it says. Um, as for the games that they showed, well, the only game that looked like crap was Halo. I don't think they all looked that
2: bad. They all look like crap because none of them were actually running on the system or even real. This is the argument that's been going on for a while. They showed you two games that actually exist. And then they showed you CG trailers for games that are in pre-production and haven't even been started to be built yet. Like Hellblade, which doesn't even exist right now because they can't start working on it until they get the full version of um, Unreal, Tur- Unreal Engine. They literally said that in tweets, that they can't, they can't start until they get the full version. And all this is just pre-planning and scope and all that. They ran CG trailers for all those games. And they're all running on PC, too. No, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They were but all running on PC.
2: This, the problem with this three hundred dollar machine is one. I don't believe them. I, I don't care what you say. I, I fully expect that whatever they show running, like a Call of Duty game, the sliders are going to be turned down real low on effects and all this other shit to make it run at one hundred and twenty frames per second at that resolution, and they're going to look like current gen games. So, and my argument is just they're telling people they're going to be selling a next gen system for 300 bucks, but that thing's going to run next gen games looking like current gen hardware. It's not going to run games looking incredibly good, but that's not even the issue. The issue is all the devs on freaking NeoGAF and on Twitter right now saying that the fact that they have to target these lower end specs of this system is bad. I've got, I've got, let me see if I can find the page answers. I was just reading it because people are just stacking up the devs coming in and going, you have no idea how much trouble we're going to have. We're going to have to redesign parts of our game to get it to run on this system, or they're going to have to target that system and then just upscale, which means they're not going to do anything that they couldn't do on last on this gen hardware.
1: Yeah, no, that's very true. But I'm just saying in general, like that's very true. If they actually, if, They are actually targeting the program for the Xbox uh, Series X. Well, they have have to. That is is a problem.
2: That's the think about Um, it. There there is no if they are. They have to, right? Because that's the baseline. It's like when they make, when when the companies make games for Nintendo Switch, right? It's easy for them to then go, well, we can bring that over to another system because that's our baseline. They're way more powerful. It's easier to transfer our stuff. When someone makes a game that's targeting a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X, it's really hard to then backwards that onto the Switch. You see it with Witcher 3. Yeah, it works, but that game looks like shit. I've seen it played on a Switch. It don't look very good.
1: Well, it looks better if you actually overclock your Switch.
2: Yes, but you have to run the risk of breaking your Switch to do it. But my point is, scaling back is a ridiculous mess. So most companies target the lowest common denominator of anything. And then they build from there. So every company that's making third party games is going to look and go, our game has to run on the S. That's what Microsoft says. So we have to tar- target those specs. That means 7.5 RAM, whatever the GPU is in it, and whatever the, the CPU is in it. The CPU is fine. It's the same power as the 5 and the X, the, the, the higher brand version, the X or whatever it is. Mm. So that's fine, but they have to target those other two specs. So, like I said to you guys earlier, no game runs that much. But imagine if a company decides they want to build a massive war game that requires like nine gigs of RAM to run correctly. They can't do it if they put it on if they put it on a Microsoft system. They can't do that because but, like, of the because the S is there and they can't do it.
1: I don't see any game on console for the next, like, eight years, even needing six gigs of RAM.
2: My point is, I'm just using it as an example because I don't know tech very well. But my point is, if there's any bottlenecks or problems with the specs that they have there, they have to deal with them instead of working on the better hardware. That's my point. So if they come up with anything that won't run on the S, they just have to get rid of that idea. Because it's the baseline for the entire next gen. The only company that don't have that problem is the company that's only making games for Sony. Like Naughty Dog and such, they don't have to worry about that bottleneck. But every company that works for both of them now has to worry about the bottleneck of older of not older hardware, but weaker hardware with the, the S. Yeah. And number two, as for the price point, it's an excellent price point, but the They're putting themselves into another market that they are guaranteed to lose in. I've said I'll explain it like this: If Sony can hit four hundred dollars with at least one of their specs, three hundred dollars means absolutely nothing. Microsoft's going to get buried, and it's very simple. Why? Because they put themselves with three hundred dollars in the position of the other console. When people go out and buy consoles, they buy a PS4 or a high-end Xbox. And then they buy a switch for 300 bucks right how many people you know has one of each has like either an xbox and a playstation plus a switch no i know nintendo has become (laughs) nintendo has become the other system you get Mm -hmm. a switch because it's cheap as hell now microsoft is jumping in there going we want to be the other system we want people to go out and buy our system and Sony's, I'm positive that what they're doing, they understand that they're not going to beat Sony on equal terms. But if they can get into a spot where someone wants to buy an Xbox S and another system, they think they're in a gold. They're like, we're golden. We'll still, we'll still get our sales. The problem is, if you sit down and ask five million gamers, what would they rather have: a $300 Xbox and a PlayStation, or a $300 Switch and a PlayStation? Every day of the week, they're going to pick Switch and PlayStation because Xbox hasn't given them a reason to buy their system other than that price.
3: Yes, but I don't know, but but Sony hasn't either.
1: But no, yes, they they, they have. Sony
2: has given you the it's called it's called literally 12 of the best game studios in the market. Okay, but what I I just watched all the trailers, none of it besides Spider Man. Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man are both going to sell far more than anything on Xbox this year alone, and Spider Man's probably going to bury even Halo when it comes out. And the remake of uh, Dark and Soul. you're talking about just launch games. I'm talking about across, say, a year, or you can go the well, whole. Well, we game. don't know what they're coming out in a year, so. Um, but I the- know for a fact that what so what Microsoft has is unproven, but because green. they have no no hang on Nate, you spent 25 <laughs> minutes talking about shit that we didn't even want to talk about. Okay. That's why no one responded during the Hyrule thing. Yeah. Me, and, me and him are debating this for a second. <laughs> okay? And that's yeah, the I, end of the. Uh...
1: But I actually have facts here, though. You guys aren't brushing like, over.
2: No, I'm, I, these are facts. This is not an opinion thing. Sony is known for their excellent single party developers, period. Nintendo is known for their excellent first party developers, period. Microsoft, not. Yeah, so you're right. if you're arguing. If you're putting your market at 300 bucks, you could see people going, all right, I can get both the PlayStation and an Xbox, but then they're going to go, Ugh, that's redundant though, because if I just get a Switch and a PlayStation, I cover all of those, plus I get all those Nintendo games. Yeah, but most have a Switch already. Yeah, but there's rumors of a new Switch coming.
1: There is, and yeah, there is one coming. Not
2: most, dude, trust. Nintendo's got like 100, 100 million like ceiling. They've uh, got plenty of room to play. They're going to dominate this Christmas, and they're going to bury at least Xbox this if, even uh, with the lot Not launch. if they can't make any consoles.
1: Well, no, but, like, I can tell you this, though. But if, like I said, if big Navi architecture and, like, their hardware is going to be just as cheap to produce as NVIDIA's is, they could easily make an Xbox for $300 with next-gen software hardware and make a profit for $300 easily.
2: Nate, if, it, if they had the ability to do that, they wouldn't bother selling the, thir- the other console. The reason why they're selling the other console is because they know they cannot push the power they want for that other console. That's why they're selling it. Or else they would literally come out with just a $300 version, no confusion on the market, and just go, literally we can kill everybody with this. We don't need anything else. Well, the $300 the reason version, why have, dollar version also doesn't have a GB drive. The reason why they well, have anyway. two models is because they know they cannot hit the actual next gen with that model. They're going to do good shit with it, but it's not going to hit the same levels and now they can what they can do also is use footage taken off of that high-end one to market the, the the low-end one so that people think they're getting that and then they go home and play it and they see the difference and they're like this looks like it's on medium to low settings but they've been tricked because they're marketing it with the other footage but we're not even it doesn't matter they could have they could literally do what you're saying nate i'm saying to you that if sony hits 400 dollars It won't matter because people play games that are good. That's what drives them to buy games. Oh no, I know. The Xbox One X, you know, the Xbox One X sold like shit. Like this is something no one's been, no one's told anybody yet, but it's fucking out there, dude. That high-end Xbox that they just released like three years ago sold like shit.
1: Why? That's why they just. That's why they.
2: they The
1: the Xbox Series X, yeah.
2: No, no, the super, the super one that they were like this high-end thing. That's gonna that's high end and it's all about the graphics and all that. And people went, Do you have a game that, that represents how amazing this is? You and mean Xbox One like, one X. Yeah, yeah Xbox X. Series X. Microsoft is like, no, no, we don't no, have a game X, that represents serious. that. <laughs> no. Like if you if you take the numbers, uh fifty million for Xbox, the the new Xbox, the Xbox over this last one, whatever, mm. over this last gen, I bet you at the end of the day that thing probably made up maybe 10 million at tops and that's being generous because graphics are important to people, but they're not more important than having such quality games. that don't matter. Do I need to point out that the PS4 had the last of us two, and it looks better than everything on the Xbox one X. And that was like the highest, that was insane technical quality of power that they had in their hands. And they can't make a game look better than the original playstation does and it's not because it's because no matter how good the tech is you need to have good studios making games or it doesn't matter well no that's
1: true and like i like of course i would easily buy a playstation or or a switch over an xbox any day um even i have a pc so of course there's still there's nothing like no but even if even if those games weren't on pc none of those games that are on xbox are appealing to me at all zero well, but yeah, cuz that's you
2: not the type of games that you're into. Yeah. they yeah, there's zero. Well, the pro- yeah. the problem is that's not the type of games the market's into. I mean, if you re- if you really want to go deep on that, you could sit I could challenge you to sit down and give me five success, successful Microsoft IPs since that company was was started as a gaming company and you couldn't hit two. Because Halo and Gears are the only ones that have sold over five million consistency consistently since they started with IPs. Forza doesn't even sell over two million anymore. They had to give it away to get to ten million on, on the like Game Pass thing. Um Fable never broke three million in all of its games released. If you thought real hard, can you think of any long lasting IPs that they've done? Other than Halo and only Gears? One is, only one is Halo and Gears, that's it. Yeah, Forza is still around. But Forza doesn't blow the markets off in sale. No, like my point is, they don't have they 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 focusing on the wrong things instead of focusing it's on, on all.
3: Microsoft focuses on the this market, not the overseas market.
2: Well, no, because you could make great games in this market too, though, right? Oh, I, yeah, like, I know, but not everybody likes RPGs. No, it's just inje- it's it, not just RPGs. I'm just saying, like they make they can make games that are big IP hits but they, they don't something's missing there's something intangible at Microsoft maybe it's an executive high up more than who shoots down that shoots down good ideas but there is someone who works for Microsoft who green lights shitty game ideas and never green lights good game ideas so you end up with stuff like the good games like grid grid was a cool freaking racing game killed not grid not grid Oh, what's that game project Gotham racer They killed that game because it only sold Uh like 2 million copies. Why does Forza still exist, but that game doesn't when they both sold like shit?
0: Hmm.
2: Like I, I, they have an issue with their, their, the people that make games at their company and the people that approve games at their company. People like spilt Phil Spencer, who everybody seems to think is some sort of gamer (laughs) and then he goes out of his way to tell you that all these changes are coming and then the games you see coming are literally the same shit you always see from them or indie games that they're claiming are not indie games like the medium which is literally an indie game from a company that made a game rated three out of ten yeah and people are losing their mind like oh my god oh my god you should be mad as hell at them because you haven't gotten good shit in a very long time from them i'm sorry fucking christ we could go for an hour about how annoying It is.
1: Well, yeah, and like it it does come down to it. It comes down to developers, what you have for developers. And the thing is, like, you're going to be looked at like the thing is video games are a world market, whether some people want to admit it or not. Video games are a world market. If you're not selling to a world market, you're not doing your job. Yeah,
2: Um, And I'm just like I said, I'm just pissed off. And this is my last statement on it. So we don't waste time. I'm just I'm pissed off because I've seen enough devs today, a good 30 or 40 chiming in about this. And I am mad that once again, we are leaping into another generation where Microsoft is pulling the the carpet out under everyone's feet to try and get a lead so they can run their mouth. They did it with the 360, but launch it a year early and a bunch of games weren't ready. And the console itself wasn't ready, clearly with the Red Ring. And now they're doing it again with this system that's going to make devs build games for lower end tech instead of for the two high end techs that they're releasing. I was excited to see some games with the with the systems that Xbox is putting together. Like, I'm not going to buy the system, but I'd like to see what games they build on it. I'll play them on my PC. Now I don't care because whatever they build is going to look like games from now, because they're shooting for specs that are nowhere near as good as they need to be. So, yeah, I just don't care.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this, but. We've reached the end of, actually, we've gone a little over, but that's right, for the gaming that's portion. Exciting, dude. The gaming portion of the podcast. We're going to obviously have more follow-up news as this continually develops, as we get closer to launch date for the PS5 and the Xbox. So, and the actual multiple Xboxes and multiple PS5, I should say. So, so there's actually more than one of them. Um, so, we're going to get, obviously, more and more into that. And, you know, obviously, it's still, like, two months away or so, um, the release of, announcement of for big Navi and what that's going to do and how that's going to shake up the market in general. So we're still a little bit away from that. And we're going to obviously have a big old talk about when that gets launched because that's going to really screw things up. Um, anyway, let's move on to technology and everybody listening to this podcast. Remember if you listen over on iTunes, Google play, wherever you listen to your podcast, remember to give us a rating, especially if you're on iTunes, you can give us a rating, let us know how we're doing. What do you think of the podcast? You can also share it out on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, or wherever you decide to post things these days. Share it out. Let people know. And head over to youtube.com slash kit tech.
2: AOL.com, man. That's why so. I post all my stuff.
1: CompuServe. Let's move on. <laughs> your, to... t- your your kit phone died again, I think. I know. I'm just going to say hell with it because I you am going to stay charged mm. long enough. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to technology pop culture um we even have a story with rick moranis in it which is i'm sure a lot of people are getting excited to see him back so
2: it depends on what he's doing dude
1: you'll have to wait and find out you have to wait and find out anyway and we also got the dune trailer which looked pretty epic so
2: except for the guy looking super emo
1: um he was pretty emo in the novel too the the 1960 novel i finished a a while
2: ago i finished a novel a while ago dude He's not that emo, dude. No, this guy looks Me. like he. This guy Me. looked like he walked into a hot topic, and his mother fell like fell down a flight of stairs, and he just went, "All of my life is ruined." Like.
3: No, no, I can't cut myself.
1: I don't know. What's it in the
2: box. Pain. <laughs> it's a metaphor for life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know, I can I'll I'll actually bring up art because he's actually almost looks he looks just as emo in the original artwork for the original nineteen sixty five novel.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guarantee that doesn't. I'm gonna look it up.
1: <laughs> um so yeah. The um yeah the yeah, I can't even talk today. So anyway, what the heck are you watching? What the hell are we doing, everybody? Dude,
2: I wish we were getting this movie. What movie? This movie. This movie. The Dune. Like the trailer looked cool, but it doesn't look like this artwork looks like. This artwork looks like dystopian eighties future. Well, well, yeah. What we this, saw this, wasn't. Well, well, this is nineteen
1: sixty-five. This is how a lot of the sci-fi looked actually.
2: That's but, well, how it, it should well, look.
1: Well, Anyway, save that for the end. We're gonna get into that, obviously. We're gonna get into this trailer. But anyway, what are you been watching?
2: Um. Oh yeah, Critical Role, basically. Uh, series one, Critical Role, because I am Jonesing for D and D. Still waiting for some people to get off their ass and get Divinity. Won't name names. I, I don't know who you're oh. talking about. Uh, if you combine the words, it's uh, Zenate.
3: Because <laughs> uh, I'm paying my um, car other, off this week.
2: Other media, uh, I've been listening to The Poppy War, which I stopped listening to. I won't be finishing that book. I was very excited to listen to it until they Mary sued the hell out of the main character. She was like super interesting at the start of the book. And then you get to like chapter three, and they're like, only 1% of people who have been studying since they were five years old can make it into this academy, and this chick studies for like two months, and then is the smartest person in the entire country, and is in the academy, and I'm just like, you could have just gave her more time to study so it doesn't come off like so panderish. It just came out, it ruined the whole book for me. So, other than that, nothing.
1: Time. Zinga. Zinga. Zinga has disappeared. <coughs> anyway
2: because i'm over here dying
1: <laughs> um so the one thing i was checked out like obviously i wanna i sound like a broken record but definitely go anybody go check out lovecraft country it's really really good <laughs> um and they're getting to like more of a bigger storyline, than i know kind of
2: cool. don't, don't check it out people
1: it's really good deal <laughs>
2: my point of view is it's not okay but
1: um so far the production value is like super high it's just impressive super impressive um anyway one thing i haven't checked out though i still need to check out brave new world um so and i i really hope they do a good job of that because um like for instance like two books that really influenced when i was younger brave new world and 1984. um and they did an absolutely crappy well not crappy it's an okay movie uh the 1984 movie was only okay it wasn't great um at all
2: Sure to parallel
1: the craziness of nowadays. Um, so. so they didn't really capture like the complete essence of what was going on in the book. Um, they did have a lot of it, but not completely. But Brave New World, again, I've seen a lot of really great reviews for. So I'm really hoping they capture like the essence of like, like the one thing. Okay, so uh, anybody who doesn't know, 1984 captured the surveillance state, which we're living in right now.
2: Oh, um, it got a lot more than that, dude. Um, they captured so a lot of that. The one thing...
1: Because Brave new World was written in thirties, and Brave New World predicted the antidepressant future where everybody was on some kind of a pill to cure to make themselves be a normal member of society um and that was a big part of that book and that was he was hugely right um uh, it's a big problem we have in our society right now too many people are on antidepressants um, so I'm really hoping they do a great job with that i can't I can't wait to check that series out um so, but I do have to recommend everybody, even though I was kind of like downplaying like uh, Manifest. Um, if you get Manifest some time, the, like, it is a fairly decent series. The only thing is things happen a little fast for my taste. Like, it's just like out of the blue. It reminds me some ways too much of a CW show. Um, and if you know me, that's a huge, huge insult.
0: <laughs>
1: um, because CW shows are absolute crap. Um but uh, other than that, no, it's a really decent show. Like the second season, you can tell their writing actually got a lot better. They were actually thinking a lot more methodically how the storyline's playing out. Um, they actually pulled in like some cool, mytho- real cool mythology actually into it. And it seems like where they're going, I'm on one, there's only an episode left of the season. Um, and I think the third season is going to pull in even more mythology, um, older mythology into it. And they actually found out. Uh, from listening to another podcast, I learned a different podcast about uh, in the last like two weeks. or So about people that have actually been displaced through time, um, and I'm pretty sure man, this in, show. In actually... real
2: life, in you real life, that's not true. Right? In real life, you know um, that's not true. So right?
1: in, re- in in real life, anyway, so um, there's, couple, there's a okay, couple stories. He
2: doesn't. There's a couple.
1: <laughs> so, there's a couple stories. We uh, need actually... internation. Anyway, there's a couple stories.
2: donation. <laughs> <Into the> <laughs>
1: Anyway, can I finish? Yeah. No,
2: because you're oh, going wow. off the crazy end again.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so um, real, real stories that actually involve people describing this place through time and an actual electric storm that actually displaced them through time. I was like, wow, so that's where they got the inspiration for the show, probably. Yeah, um, a bunch of, of crazy stories.
2: people lied and they filed it up with the book. <laughs> Because that shit doesn't happen. It doesn't well, exist.
1: Well, it does happen. But that's the point. No, it really
2: that. did. Nate, th- we're not going we to th- argue this, but there's literally no proof that that happens.
1: Grim, okay. I
3: think you're breathing through your mouth too much.
2: That's exactly what it well, is. Well,
1: he is. He's a mouth. He's a filthy mouth breather, but that's the point.
2: Yeah, I'm also <laughs> right. I'm also 100% right.
0: <laughs> okay, now think? I'm going to I'm what?
2: kidding. I 100% believe Nate, because I've watched videos on that Japanese dude. Who? Oh, uh, God, I don't... There, real quick, take me two minutes. There's a Japanese dude who... No, sorry, he's not Japanese. It was a dude who showed up in a Japanese airport with a... Yes, um, from the,
1: t- the country of Tehran. Yes,
2: yes. from the country yeah. of Tehran. Yes. The, the problem is the country of Tehran existed like thousands of years ago. They know where it existed, but it was destroyed and gone, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember the video. Yeah,
1: part. it's where France actually would have ended up.
2: He had yeah. a passport and all this other stuff to prove he's from this country. He was confused about where they are and they put him into a, uh, like a holding cell. They zone. put him in a hotel
1: room with guards.
2: And then he disappeared. Yeah, they, they came back the next morning
1: and he was gone. And all the stories are like that. I can actually show you, there's a bunch of them out there that all have the same narrative. Um, they all show up in a different time period. The Royals or whoever else locked them up somewhere because they're like, who the hell is this crazy person? And they disappear by morning. And this happens over and over and over.
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting. interesting and, thing.
1: and there was uh, a guy yeah. that was hit by a car in New York City in the 50s that was dressed in attire for the 1800s that had a grocery list on him for a store that doesn't exist anymore. Because he was hit by a car and killed. There's a lot of crazy stories out there. If mysteries
2: of the tale of the man for Tarod. I'm going to yeah. send this to you on uh on Facebook, like I'm not gonna sit here and say I believe all this shit, but I'm not. Gonna, I was joking when I was bashing Nate because I remember I watched his video and the evidence is very compelling that something weird happened with this dude because he just, he was confused, he was in attire from that made no sense in the area, and mm-hmm. it was from later in the day, and then he just ups and disappears. Yeah, like but he they're... points out where he belongs on a map, and he's pointing at like like they said France, but he's calling it a different country. It, it's very. It's odd.
1: But there's a lot of stories like that, Grim. That's only one. There's a ton.
2: That's <laughs> the one that's the most compelling because that's the one with what, what felt like the most truth because it was a military document that well that basically back up everything that happened there. And it's easy to believe those military documents because they backed them all up.
1: There's documents in Russia from multiple czars having people that were displaced through time, actual document with their military.
2: At Russia, they're always drunk. So you don't know
1: anyway so we'll, we'll, that's that's off topic they love you, the vodka if you like that subject pay attention to my twitter account because eventually i'm going to be announcing when we're going to do the other podcast um so if you really like that kind of subject really pay attention um anyway bazinga what the hell have you been you didn't even get a chance to say what you're doing uh
3: not much i've been watching some of the new movies that are on netflix and they're just most of them are terrible
2: Netflix doesn't make good shows It's like one out of a hundred They get lucky They
3: have have too many Shows that could be good Like movies that could be good And then they're like just terrible Like it's like one out Like these actors that are like The B B rated you know
2: Yeah dude because I don't know what it is with Netflix But like someone comes in at work And is like this actor is really great And they're not But They're like, no, trust me, this person's really great. And then they get the job and it makes no goddamn sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's like there was this one movie. It could have been a good movie. It was like this cop who befriends this uh, comic book guy who uh, tried there because the bad guy is like making the death seem like comic book villains did it. Oh, that one's like Iron Man. That's how this happened. And that one's like this. Could have been a good movie, but, like, they had, like, a B-rated Josh Gad. uh, And, like, it it was, like, all these people that looked similar to some of the action heroes and stuff from today's TV or movies. And it it was also in Spanish. So it was hard to watch.
2: B-rated and in Spanish. That just sounds like a bad TV show.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. It could have been good, but. And some of the things just didn't work like uh there was this one scene i just no It just didn't it didn't make sense because like the guy want the bad guy wanted to kill himself he was going to kill himself to, to make the first superhero so he purposely like cut off a railing so he could fall into the acid
1: oh jeez
2: like, oh my god man that's pretty bad <laughs>
1: hey, <laughs> can i
2: ask you a quick question what's up what's up um you read a lot of books i know scientology is retarded um. Yes. Uh, didn't that guy make an excellent sci-fi series, though? Yes, he did. What's it called?
1: Oh, fuck! I can't. Think of a can of shit. Okay.
2: But it's Hubbard. all. It's all. But his yeah. name's L. Ron Hubbard, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And what? Oh, well, okay. the scarier thing is, though, he took it for a real. Like he told his followers that his even his science fiction books were real.
2: Yeah, I just want to because I'm trying to find something based new on a true story.
1: story. Yeah, that's what he told people it was ridiculous it's like people starting thinking the dune story is real come on now anyway (laughs) (laughs) um let's get into this first topic so apple files uh for a second okay so we know this whole big conflict going on between epic games and apple right so it's Mm -hmm. gone a little further so epic uh apple is now seeking damages against epic games for allegedly breaching contract which they actually did do um they came, uh, came in a filing, um, entered on Tuesday alongside uh, counterclaims for unjust, what do you call it, enrichments and da-da-da. Yeah, the, we know about that we you talk about last week. Um, so, Epic's flagrant, this is what uh, Apple had to say. Epic's flagrant disregard for, con- what do you call it, uh, contractual comments. Uh, yeah, come <clears throat> in. Give it talk, I, Come on, Nate. I can't even talk, there. I don't know what the hell I was saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Another misconduct has caused significant harm to Apple. The filing reads, um, left unchecked, Epic's conduct threatens the very existence of the iOS ecosystem and its um, tremendous value to customers. Now, come on, now. I don't. Well, that oh, last consumers. statement is just yeah. makes Consum- me consumers like that last statement they threw in there. Like I was just, like I read that I'm like what the hell? <laughs> I'm thinking in my head. It, like the customers are like like Rim was saying. I do. Well, I am for that. Like they don't care about the customers. They just want the money, and that's very true. Um, but the truth is though, Epic did breach contract. Mm -hmm. So I think Apple will easily win this without a question because Epic did sign that contract when they chose to sell in the Apple store.
2: But they Um, they, they didn't technically break the contract by going around it. That's the argument. They went around it. So they weren't breaking the contract. It's a technicality
3: and it looks like google's kind of just stepping aside <laughs> i'm not going to push this right now i'm going to see what happens
1: well yeah i think they're letting the apple because apple is you know i mean let them see what happens and then if obviously then if it's like you know i mean Apple's starting to get some headway google's going to push in with them and it'll be all over yeah
2: maybe oh. or maybe google just is like oh, there's a 50/50 chance we lose let's let's let apple do this because again they by going around it they didn't technically break anything that's all i'm saying by going around it they've managed to not break the contract so this whole thing becomes mired and that's what makes it great yeah tune in next week to legal eagles yeah but we're not lawyers we just play them on a podcast
1: no, but on the other end, though, Apple—it's their platform. It's their, you know, I mean, it's their. Like, I mean, it's their ecosystem. They're allowed to say who is allowed on it and who's not, and they can easily yeah. say Epic's not allowed here.
2: Here's the thing, Nate, and I'm I'm not going to go into it into this other thing, but it's the same thing as the argument with the shooting uh, that kid in Kenosha. There's a whole layer, layer of what you go after them for, which can change the outcome of all this stuff. In this case, if they go after him for breach of contract, that's when Epic has the leg to stand on because they didn't breach a contract. They have to be careful not to go after him for the wrong charge or they guarantee they lose.
1: Well, they the well, like Apple statement, they're going after them um because it will because their breach of contract and what they did will disrupt the Apple iOS ecosystem, which oh. it actually will do. And well, that's which, actually true. But you just
2: said they're going after him for breach of contract,
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah.
2: They're not going to win breach of contract because they didn't technically break contract. Well,
1: well, no, it's two things. They went out for breach of contract and significant harm to okay. the Apple ecosystem. They will so probably... there's two, there's two statements there. Okay. And
2: there's a chance they could win that one. Yeah. That's my point. But um, they can't win something that they didn't technically do.
1: But if it's yeah, but that's going to cost them. It's going to cost Epic way more money if it goes for the other one, because I'm sure there's a standard fee or standard like breach of contracts going to cost you. Like I mean, where the other one, damage to an ecosystem, that could be millions upon millions of dollars. Apple could say they lost. You know what I mean? So that's. I I don't don't know what the uh, going
3: rate of suing for an ecosystem on a technology is. It, this, something like this isn't planet. really
2: precedent. That's the thing, too. that I don't think there's a precedent set yet for something. Well, like the, of course there's
1: not, because this is obviously newer technology that ends up in the courtroom. Yeah. Which so we don't no completely sure have.
2: So you don't know for sure how this is going to turn out mm-hmm. at all because there's no precedent to follow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's why it's groundbreaking, though, too. Um, okay. So let's get into this next topic, which is kind of big for ARM processors because. We know every time around this year, like ARM does usually come out with a new processor. Um, They come out with a new processor that's like kind of super groundbreaking at this point because this is going to push them into a new market. Um, So the new Cortex R82 is the first 64-bit real-time processor. Um, And the reason why I can get all the technical specs and stuff like that, but I won't too much get into that. Um, But the big thing is here is that the... Cortex uh R82 is still offers a simple MPU, um, the optional configurations, but with an MMU as well. Um, which will allow for basically the ideas, so Windows, Linux, um, I, like I, like, you mean OSX, like OS X, like OX10, stuff like that, all the offerings in the app, like your Apple desktop actually uses. Um They use real-time operating systems. Um, Android iOS are not real-time operating systems. Um, So, and that's what the biggest difference is. We're getting into now a field where actual mobile processors are going to perform easily. And the phones will, and easily, and the tablets. Can't leave out tablets, will perform just as fast as your PC without any with just as much multi processing. Um, like for instance, like we still know to this day, like even if you get the most high end phone, you have a bunch of apps running in the background, it's gonna slow you down a good amount.
3: Do you think this is something that Apple discovered when they decided to go to the ARM processors?
1: This is not Apple, this is ARM.
3: I know, but ARM is they're using a ARM processor for the new computers, remember?
1: Oh, oh they are, but this is the actual this is the main like one of the main this isn't Apple that developed this though.
3: I understand that, but do you think Apple discovered this too?
1: Well, they haven't said anything so we don't know.
3: Cuz that's, you know, I'm just seeing this I'm like just wondering if they came but. up with an idea like this with their cuz they're always so they they're always so far ahead with the the minimal, you know. You could get like mm. a an i7 that's like five years old and it runs better than like the new one. You know, the, everything just runs better for some reason. It's
1: well, yes. Um, well, they did say they are, they're making their own processors for, they're getting away from Intel and they're making their own processor again. Yeah. Um, and, and they did say they were going to be arm, but we haven't got any more information other than that yet. And they would have to have this same breakthrough. We don't know if they have yet, but this is going to bring like arm could easily start branching into the desktop market now if they want to. Mm-hmm. And selling processors right along with AMD and Intel.
3: Are they big enough?
1: Yeah, they're big enough. They could do it like like easily. You know what I mean? Like think how many um computers are in every household. Not really. Where <laughs> well no, okay, just about. Where phones are in every single person on the planet's hands almost. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's you know what I mean it's a way bigger market. Except
2: for me, I so, refuse.
1: So yeah they, yeah, they have more money than they know what to do with, I'm sure. Um, which is why they have to the, able to do research and develop something like this.
3: So is it trying uh, to which, say that it runs like an SSD?
1: OK, so it will. No, so no, it doesn't run like an SSD.
3: Well, it says but, reassigning cores from real time pure SSD duties to computational yes. storage.
1: Yes. Um, this will allow how storage works on a phone to work way faster. Uh, okay. Um, because obviously your phone's running on an SSD. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Like pretty much, it's a NAND flash. Like I mean, and it'll allow um for um, and that's where the memory management unit comes into place. Um, instead of the memory protection unit, because we're all phones right now have a memory protection unit, and your computer has a memory management unit. Um, and this allows just for memory management in general on your PC where the protection unit allows for basically things don't get too crowded. Like it can stop certain things. So you don't get bottlenecked anywhere because it can only do so much where because it's not a real time processor with this being a real time processor. There's going to be no need for that. So they can just run an MMU and you'll have no problems. Um, which means the next generation of phones, if this is going to be the next generation of phones, they're going to be literally like twice as fast. Hmm. If not better than the last generation. Like, and it's crazy because we're seeing a huge jump in technology as far as chips go. Like across the board now. Um, Like with the Ryzen line, the new Intel line, um, obviously NVIDIA just made their announcement and they're literally making like leaps and bounds ahead of the last generation. And now ARM is just made a giant leap. Like for mean phone and uh, tablet technology, which is going to just like, you mean make the last generation looked like the slow start,
0: <laughs>
1: which is crazy. Not to mention for people that make obviously games for mobile, this is going to be a huge thing too. Like it's going to be a lot more flexibility for programming and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, they'll be able to develop a game. Like you'd be developing it on a PC for the most part, because you wouldn't have to worry about those limitations.
3: Hmm, that's good. Okay, I just was reading some information on this.
1: They didn't say though, like what phones or tablets it's going into. They just announced that they just had the breakthrough. So, yeah, eventually in the next coming weeks we'll have more information because this is just came out today. Um. Okay, so smartwatches. Uh, smartwatches are, are super really u-
2: smart?
1: Yeah, they're smart. They're, coming up they're, super, <laughs> they're super useful. Um. So Honor's latest. Uh. Smartwatch, which is obviously made by Huawei, it is an ultra rugged watch GPS Pro. Um, and it seems like this watch is actually made for people that like to hike or like to go out. Like, I mean, uh, kind of like the adventurous, more kind of people that get out and like, or on archaeological dig somewhere in the middle of nowhere, friggin' on. Or Who do you know that's
2: all. going on an ar- archaeological dig?
1: I'm in, saying people that... Um, this guy I'm in saying, the
2: picture, okay?
1: Yeah. The guy that, My
2: friend Johnny Webb, he goes out once a week and he just, you know, digs.
1: <laughs> um, and digs. But no, just in general, like, there's a lot of people out there that love hiking and go on big hiking trips. Uh, people that like, especially like one of the bigger popular ones in uh, America we have is the Appalachian Trail. Um, which is, if you don't know what you're doing, can be super dangerous to do. Um, but this watch is actually has an active GPS and everything and tracking on it. So like, it's actually something decent. So a lot of people say, always keep like a tracker beacon with you. If you go on like one of these, some of these big hikes and stuff, and you could just keep this, you'd have this watch on you and it can track all your movement, uh, with an active GPS on it and it's super rugged. So it ain't going to get damaged or broken or whatever else. So the watch has a GPS, um, honor claims that it meets many at the, Fourteen of the U.S. military mill studs, eight ten G, whatever the hell that. I'm not even sure what that is. Yeah, uh, anyway, sure. so it's some kind of a standard that military gear has. That's what I'm getting at. Um, this includes testing is withstand high temperatures, low temperatures, rain, humidity, low pressure, altitude, for an idea of why you'll need a smartwatch that rugged. On our lists, about a hundred plus support workout modes. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of reasons like. um, Track your exercise, slopes as well as other high-octane activities, mountain climbing, swimming, cycling. Um, it's powered by Huawei's uh, light OS operating system. has a heart rate monitor. It supports blood pressure, like blood oxygen tracking, sleep tracking, stress monitoring. Uh, other features include weather alerts, support for GPS. Um, satellite positioning systems. Uh, route back whatever that is route back oh okay so it'll actually so route back is actually if you get lost in the woods it'll actually help you get back to where you came from which is actually super useful because i was reading a crazy ass story about like listening to this thing about how what happens to your mind when you actually get lost it's fucking <laughs> scary it is scary you, you literally lose your mind it's like super scary
3: you gotta, you gotta ask grim about that one what do you go uh, you're in the middle of a desert?
1: Okay, Grim. So, how far do you think you could get? Say, if I put you in the middle of the desert, no, you, the sun was low enough where you can't tell where it is, whether it's north or whether it's east or west. Um, There's no landmarkers around you. And I told you to walk straight. How far do you think you could get?
2: Do I have any tools with me at all?
1: No. Think of it as you're naked. Just No, no, just you. Just you. mean, being- <laughs> You might have some water on you. How far uh, do you think you'd get?
2: If you give me water, probably a few miles before I ran out.
1: Nope. So, um, so anyway, so they did this experiment with over 2,000 people from, the, no, from t- nobody at all who hasn't know what the hell they're doing to professional trackers that train like military and stuff. Okay? People that actually know how to survive um, in like non directional situations. The furthest they got was a hundred yards. A football field.
2: That makes no sense.
1: They, no, because there's something weird that the reason why, because they knew this was going to happen when they were doing the experiment. Um, they knew it was going to happen because 98% of people that are lost and eventually found by people that are actually looking for them, like surveillance or whatever, National Guard, or they're always a hundred yards from where they came from and around 100 yards um and there's something with our weird with our hippocampus we end up walking in a circle even though we don't realize we're doing it um so literally these people walk in a circle over and over again and didn't realize it
2: because i've been lost before i got lost in the woods out hiking before and i found my way back without walking in circles
1: yeah some people do find their way back sometimes you get some bearings but a lot most people don't Um, and that's why they were doing this experiment to find out what's going on psychologically with you, why 98% of people are only a hundred yards away from they started. And the reason why is because your brain, you literally like you lose your mind almost. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) What happens to your, but anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. It's about a watch that can save your life. If you are out there and this watch will, um, so, and it seems like that they'll be available September 7th, UK and Germany for about a hundred dollars. Well, a little more than that in the U.S. if you want to get it, because that's 100 euros, not U.S. dollars. We're about 130 dollars over here. I
3: like the, um, I like the camel one.
1: Mm, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're nice. Um, and I'd say I would definitely, I would definitely, if I was an avid hiker like all the time and like I went in some rough areas, I would definitely get one of these, just so I could have active GPS with me and stuff at all times, um, and to actually help if you get lost, because yeah, nobody wants to get lost. Okay. So I think Grim would be more interested in this next topic here. I think i have doubted you. Bazinga, you posted it. Yep. Uh, But Shenmue, the animation. So after years of waiting, Shenmue fans uh, crowdfunded a new last year. So I guess this is crowdfunded. It's crazy. Um, And now the story of Ryu will be told through the new anime series and uh visual uh, and be able to watch on Crunchyroll i guess
3: and uh, so, you Suzuki is producing Oh uh, okay the creator of shinomu
1: creator of shinomu so grim i think your opinion is needed on this one
3: and it's and- from uh one punch man director
2: okay now you got me interested <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you understand how amazing one punch is <laughs>
0: Sakura okay, if that's Chik- the an- if Chikara. that's the
2: animation style, perhaps, as long as they don't screw with the the show, you know, like, as long as they don't sit down and be like, all right, even though the story is literally about Ryu, we're gonna write in this chick that has nothing to do with Ryu and make her a second main character when she's really just a side character. Like, don't screw with it. It's about Ryu chasing the man who killed his father. That's it. You don't mm-hmm. need anything else. That's what Shenmue's about. There you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't 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 mess it up. Well, yeah, don't mess it up. Um, Will do you watch this, Grim? Are you gonna watch this?
2: It depends. Um, it says it's twelve episodes, which would cover the first game easily. Um, I would have to. I would probably wait until they announce the second season. Because the first season wouldn't be enough for me, if 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 it succeeds enough to get a second season, I'd probably check it out.
0: Hmm.
2: Like I, dude, I have very select anime taste right now, and I get in these like holding patterns for some reason. I have like three shows I watch: My Hero Academia, um, Attack on Titan, and Finland Saga, and all <coughs> all of them are off season. So I just haven't watched anything because I'm just in a holding pattern waiting for the new season to begin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just how I am. So I don't know. But like I said, if it looks good enough, I'll check it out because I like Shenmue. And I don't think we're going to get the full series. I don't think we'll ever get the series. So. Yeah, I don't know. You never know? Like, no, I don't think we're going to. So why not, right? <laughs>
1: We'll see what happens. With it. <coughs> it could catch on. It's just cool that it was actually 100% crowdfunded, and now they're it's come different ways. Yeah,
2: that's cool, dude. Um, I would I would yell at you for point for digging this up and not celebrating the Shenmue crowdfund. Yeah, I mean not Shenmue, on um, the Shikoden crowdfund. Piece of crap. Should have had a story about that more than anything, Well, it I
0: wouldn't
1: been. have found that. So. We did actually cover that when well, it was funded. Actually, we yeah, but
2: we should have covered the four million dollars it hit.
1: We did actually. You remember you were dude, you I, actually, don't,
2: I don't know, dude. I'm...
1: But that was the podcast. You you were sick or something. I remember, and I was like, "What the heck? Why is that on this one podcast?"
2: I remember that, dude. Because and... I'm fucking dying, man. What do you want from me? Oh. Everything is killing me. Walk it off. I can't. That's the part that's dying.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So let's get into this one way or the other. What you think about this movie? Dune trailer revealed giant sandworms look super epic. Like, holy crap. And I didn't realize how many actually big stars were actually in this movie until I saw this trailer. I was like, holy crap. I need to pay attention to this more.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't know if you call them big stars or are they just people that they watch you to believe are big stars? Like, I like Batista in Guardians of Galaxies. I don't think he's this great actor. I think he's getting a lot of credit for being the same guy in every movie he's freaking in.
3: Yeah, he's been a lot of comedy.
2: Yeah, he's the same dude in every movie. Not to say that there's anything wrong with it, I'm just saying, like, a lot of these people are actors you're being told are supposed to be big.
3: He's he's the new rock right now. Yeah.
2: So the rock was always better. (laughs) Bad taste, but better.
1: No, but just in general, I think the trailer really captured like this kid's like, you mean the coming like kind of like Messiah kind of
2: character. It's like
1: it really captured a lot of that.
2: Yes and no. But this is a personal problem. I need because as Nate knows, I am someone who absolutely loves the 80s futuristic motif. And when I think Dune, even though it's from the 60s, That futuristic motif comes through with a mix of like 70s, 80s motif. I wish the movie looked like that, but was new.
3: Yeah.
2: It's hard to explain.
3: What? It came out in 84. The movie. No, no, the book came out in
1: 65. I know, but the movie came out in 84. It's just Yeah, the movie wasn't that great, though. The original movie wasn't that great. It's just the thing.
2: It's just the thing I have of like. Like the reason why I like Cyberpunk so much is because Cyberpunk is distinctly, hey, this is what the future would look like in the eighties. And I like that motif. But it looks cool. I'm just I wish they had been like, We're gonna do this real old style. That would be cool. Like, like high the- quality, but look like it's from the sixties and seventies with like the, the 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 tech and shit. Mm. That would have been crazy.
1: No, no, that yeah, I, I just that, like
2: that's just a personal but thing. But
1: the effects and stuff are just like holy crap! Like we haven't like the TV series they did with Dune was actually okay. The the well, it was a sequel to Dune that TV series. No,
2: I the, know. the movies they did on Sci-Fi were terrible.
1: Um, but this is like Dune, how like how I imagined it, like when I was reading the book, like the effects and stuff, I'm like holy crap, this looks freaking amazing it's not um, super emo and bazinga like i shared some images like from the original artwork from 1965 um and doesn't this kid look like these images no but i asked bazinga not you what
2: kid? i know Who are you talking about but what b- when i saw a no
1: i know but i asked bazinga
2: because you know i'm right you well like the new trailer i
1: haven't watched the new trailer yet oh you haven't watched it no well you well you see the image that one image of the trail like on that on this page mm-hmm like the kid there, standing in front there, doesn't he look like like I shared the artwork in Slack there? Yeah, I see it. He I'm looks. Looking at
2: it. Yeah, I'm he looking looks at like. It now. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. So oh. let me jump into Slack and prove this wrong. <laughs>
1: um. So I was like just. Completely blown away with this trailer where I saw, like, holy
2: crap, I, don't, I never pictured a Treyu as being a bitch or whatever his name is, and he just looks like a total bitch. well.
1: I think that's a, a different perspective. Like, for me, all old like sci fi from like the 60s and stuff, I always yeah. picture the characters in the same kind of like way. I don't petition them like being muscular or anything like that. No,
2: no, Nate, it's not about muscular. I'm looking at your picture right now, he doesn't look like that. That looks better. The kid in the trailer. Portrays fake strength Emo well, strength Well
1: like, that's to you He like it, To me it seems like real strength
2: Because you live in a fantasy He doesn't need to be muscular But his face Immediately says to me He's faking it If you slap him he'd start crying
1: Well no in the trailer portrays he he's confused Because that's what he is in the beginning He but doesn't know
2: still, He still comes off as weak looking Versus doing it God I'm trying to find you know what? I'll give you an example. If you've watched the Teen Titans show, the guy playing Dick Grayson, pretty boy kind of scrawny, never looks like a a puss at any time when he's in his 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 normal street clothes being a cop.
3: You mean not not the Teen the Titans
2: show? Yeah, the Titans show. Okay, I thought uh, you were talking about Teen Dick, Titans. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, the guy playing Dick Grayson is relatively weak in size he doesn't look like he's a big buff dude Nope. but the way he moves in his face he portrays strength in this trailer everything around the kid looks cool the costume he's wearing looks cool all that but the person in the costume never portrays any strength to me like in my mind i see him and go he's gonna walk across that desert looking like a badass and then i'm gonna slap him in the face he's gonna cry like a bitch and (laughs) stand behind and his man behind him Jason Momoa is going to kick my ass for.
1: I uh, see I don't see that. I see
2: him as like
1: he's re- he's super determined and he's confused at the same time.
2: That's because you're you're like you're like the delusional and I'm not calling you ugly but you're like the delusional ugly people nowadays. Well that sounds just they, like Anakin. <laughs> yes, yes. But like you see these posts of like someone who's like literally Never washes, complete another slob, and they're like, "I'm living my truth. I'm gorgeous." No, you're not. That's what you sound like. You're like, in my mind, he looks strong, he looks tough, and I'm like, that—that's because you have a warped perspective of what strength is.
1: Yeah, but that's why yours is warped too, though. No, mine
2: is typical. Typical. Like I'm looking at like two. It's like looking at two UFC fighters. It's like when you look at Sasuke and Naruto in in the in those books. At first Sasuke looks stronger Because of all he's projecting But then you start to realize as they go along That Naruto, Naruto is just five times stronger Because his the way, he mo- the way his character is put together He's not flashy His strength is there It's just underneath it This nerd, this scrawny little bitch They have playing his character Is all flash If he took the costume away He'd look like a bitch Well, then, The costume oh, and the setting is what makes him look strong
1: Okay, then. Well, that explained one. Why when I read Lee Red Dune, how why did I picture him like this?
2: Because Nate, when we were kids, you were very scrawny and small. You project. You read this, and you put you. Your mind went into, oh, this guy is strong. He's got the strength I want. Just like when I was a kid. Well, yeah. I yeah. I read all the Lord of the Rings books, and in my mind, the strongest guy in those books was Gimli because he was. St- he was always the guy that was, like, standing firm, gonna fight to the death kind of guy. So well, that's yeah. where I got my idea of a tank. It's my perspective. Yeah. But in general, what I'm saying is... Like, for example, Star-Lord is cool in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's a little bitch, though. Like... You take away all, if you took away all his shit and you just had him go toe to toe with Drax, Drax would slap him around like a dog in the street. Well,
1: I agree with you because I just I don't really like that actor, so I agree with you there.
2: No, but it's, it's also <laughs> because Drax doesn't need any flash. His, his body, his character is I'm strong. This, in this trailer, the characters, the character, everything else around him make him look strong, but the actor. Just looks like one of those kids you'd see on CW shows that you complain about, like when you're watching, like, uh, "What the hell is that show about the Druids?" It was only on for like two seasons. Shannara Chronicles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, it's God. like you got the guy, you got the guy from from uh, Spartacus, and he looks like a badass at all times, and he's not superly ripped. He just portrays it, and then yeah. you see the three girls and this dude, and you're like, "Yeah, one of these girls has a tough lip." But every Don't. one of these people would get their ass kicked by one dude.
1: Don't ever read any of his books. They're terrible. They're absolutely fucking terrible. The
2: first and season just,
3: was good. The second season
2: you know, I just can't... The, the guy finish. who
1: writes... The, no, the, he's just one of the worst authors of our time. He's K- Keep tired. in
2: mind that this also lends to the idea that the movie's going to be pretty damn good because they do an extra excellent job of covering up that the actor doesn't look tough at all with all the stuff going on around it. Like, the picture you're sending portrays way more freaking strength why something like that needs to be in the trailer just a split second of him wearing a suit like that not the whole cloak just the suit with the arm rushing at something yeah. would immediately go okay this guy is not all talk but just pictures of him walking forward he just looks like kylo ren now why the hell is everything walking forward and looking over your shoulder as if that portrays strength there's no strength in walking forward and looking over your shoulder. It's more like you just don't care. Like I said, it's good. It looks like it's going to be a great movie, but it looks like a director was telling him to do stuff. And the director himself has never understood what it meant to be strong because he's never been in a fight in his entire life. So what he told him to portray, it's like Zoolander, you know, Mm. Zoolander, like he's in, he's in the, in the mine. And he's trying to look tough. But yeah. he just looks like a model faking it. Mm-hmm. That's what the kid looked like. He just looked like someone trying to look tough instead of someone who just is tough. And it's hard to hit that. You can't do that. It's hard to just get that. I mean...
1: I, don't know. I, I think it's way better than the that Dune movie oh, from like the 80s. Was, yes, like, dude. That guy, movie, he, he looked confused and had no clue what he was doing the whole movies time. The
2: movies were terrible back then. I'm not <laughs> saying the kid's not going to act his way around it. It's just... It's the same thing with The Amazing Spider-Man and the new Spider-Mans. I don't think Tom Holland's tough. They do a good job of making him seem very tough in those movies. You look at him and go, he's a little bitch. Mm -hmm. But everything around him makes him look strong. That's basically what it is here. That that guy doesn't portray it for real, but they're going to do an excellent job of hiding. Mm -hmm. So that you come off thinking, like, I'm looking at some of this art, dude. Some of this... This looks way cooler and way tougher than that guy who will ever look in these books. I mean, in this movie. Like, look at that one, Bazinga. I put it in Discord. Like, that guy's just immediately coming off as an aura of, I will wreck you. Right there. Um, Except for the worm, which is hilariously bad.
1: <laughs> well, the, the oh my god, the special effects back then were terrible. Holy crap, they were terrible.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm just saying that he, it, it's, you can't, you can't direct it. It's certain things you have to have a, an art for. Like, yeah. the actor has to have it. And they keep casting these people that don't have it. Again, with something like Anakin Skywalker looking like the biggest bitch in the history of, com- of movies until the third one. Which is the only time he ever looked tough at all. Yeah, Because they hired a guy that looks like if you smacked him, he'd cry and run to his mother. Sorry, dude looks great though.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I can't wait to, for it to come out. Hopefully, I I hope it comes to streaming too. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with this whole crap that's going on. Oh, um, sorry, so, all right. So this last story is fairly quick because it was only a commercial. Um, so Ryan Reynolds did a commercial with Rick Moranis for Mint Mobile.
3: Because he owns that. Ryan Reynolds bought Mint Mobile. So, he's, yes, he's in all the commercials but, for it.
1: But the big thing is, though, aside from like a lot of people are pretty sure like he's in the new Ghostbusters movie, it was a behind the scenes thing they did, whatever. Anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that, that's all rumor. We won't know until it comes out. Um, But his big premiere back to film is a commercial.
2: Yeah. <laughs> After right. so many years. Oh my but God. Here's the thing it, <laughs> it, it, it's also, it's also, Lazy because Ryan Reynolds has a sense of humor. He should have hired Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis, and he should have just done a parody of their Great White North
0: uh, uh,
2: thing, with them trying to get service and then using Mint Mobile to get service. Yeah, yeah. Because what? that would have been something to get people excited about.
1: It was kind of funny because Rick Moranis shows up like, "What the fuck am I here for,
2: man?" <laughs> 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 He's like, "That's it. See ya." Oh. But he leaves, yeah. um,
3: and, and at the end it goes, Rick Moranis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in, the, in the text, uh, he's like, freaking Rick uh,
2: Moranis." Great. I'm gonna spend half the night watching Bob and Doug McKenzie clips now. Oh
1: Jesus. <laughs> but I just—it was really—it was neat. Like, obviously, I'm really glad to see Rick Moranis back to film. Like, it shows he has a willingness. He's gonna do something like silly with this for a friend, Rick uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, like, hopefully, we're gonna see him like somewhat soon, like in something else like hopefully he makes a comeback in something iconic obviously we know also he was we don't know 100 sure but we're there's pretty much a hundred pretty sure that he signed on to honey i shrunk kids again
2: i'm not excited about that i don't like um, honey i shrunk the kids at all
1: i mean i like the first one the other ones weren't that great like honey i blew up the kids honey i whatever the hell it was, I don't know what that the one was
2: honey know. i milked the property <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't even know um but yeah, they blew that one out of proportion. But they're supposed to do a reboot of Honey, I, Shrunk Kids, I guess, or something like that. Or a distant sequel or something. And that one has a lot of credibility that it's actually real. that he actually did sign on to do that. So, And like I said, there was a lot of hints that he was actually on set with the new Ghostbusters. So he's most likely going to be in it. <clears throat> so I'm really, really excited for *Rick: the return of Rick Moranis. I'm sure a lot of people are.
2: <sighs> I just uh, thought... Honestly, I want more Bob and Doug McKenzie. That, that would be awesome. Give me another movie. Give me a TV show, something. Yeah. <laughs> in, in case you don't know what that is, people, it's from an old TV show called Second City, and there were two Canadian guys that said stuff like Knob and Ozer all the time. Yes. And it was one of the funniest sketches ever created, all the ones they do. They are comic
1: Oh, if only that kind of comedy still existed
2: yeah you hoser
1: oh man comedy is just I like some comedy but so much comedy nowadays just terrible
2: because all of it's afraid to offend people so it's all bad fucking terrible because they they also don't offend anyone
1: nobody knows how to improv anymore it seems like they all have to read from a script
2: No, I guarantee you they do but they're afraid if they improv they'll say something they shouldn't say and that will be the end of them you yeah. Can like look at the only reason why Dave Chappelle can't be canceled is cuz he's too goddamn rich. So it's like you you every time he does a, a show, he pisses off every single person on the goddamn planet because they're all ch- children and he's like whatever, you can't cancel me, I'm Dave freaking Chappelle. <laughs> but if he was like a new comedian, his career would have been over in a heartbeat with the shit he says. Yeah, yeah.
3: So it's been confirmed that he's it's, it's called shrunk
1: Oh, okay.
2: There's a story about missing Viagra.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Oh, well, you reached the end of the Talking Gaming and Tech podcast. We thank you all for joining us. Remember, we'll be back here at 5 o'clock next week, Wednesday. Twitch.tv slash GetTechGeeks if you want to watch us live. But other than that, we thank you for joining the podcast, listening to podcasts. There'll be another podcast next week uploaded. But we thank you for listening to this one. Remember, go to iTunes, give us a rating and also check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash get And if you want to know about a future podcast that if you're into the strange and abnormal things that go on in this world, well, you need to follow me on Twitter. And there's also going to be a separate Twitter account that's going to be created for that podcast. So pay attention if you want to know.
3: It was going to start earlier, but things happened. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, so. Thank you for joining us, but until next week.
3: For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, everybody, get teched and we'll see you next week.